What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. So, maybe you guys heard about this shit, but apparently, this Epstein motherfucker has been telling people via the Wall Street Journal that our very own future first lady, Dr. Jill Biden, needs to take the doctor out of her name. Like she didn't motherfucking earn that fucking doctor. Now, I'm not saying I want her to operate on me, but that's a totally different discussion. Let's get into this. What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. What's up, Sarah? I, I know you're going to have fun with this one. Don't, don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. I'm not the one who said it. I'm just saying. I didn't write the article. Men. Am I right, ladies, or am I <laughs> this, right? Don't generalize all men. This Not all men didn't do this. One man did this. <laughs> I'm just saying it's systemic. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> happening over and over again. Don't generalize all when men. Take women's accomplishments away. Like, oh, now you can only be madam. You can only be madam president. Take that doctor <laughs> out of it. Like, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, it's a bullshit article if you think about it. I can't believe the Wall Street even let that shit get published. Like, don't they have an editor for this shit to catch bullshit like that? You would hope, but this would be your point about sometimes this shit is systemic. So these systemic motherfuckers don't even know when they be putting out bullshit. Perception is a bitch, man. For some reason, from their perception, this was a good idea. So let me get this straight. Their logic is... Uh And I'm not speaking on behalf of all men here. I'm just <laughs> don't get me in trouble. I'm just I'm just trying to understand what this article is about. Carefully. <laughs> so they're saying Jill Biden, who earned earned uh-huh. a PhD in education, mm-hmm. needs to drop the title as she takes the office of first lady, because Madam is a more befitting title of her. And he's like, oh, you can't go by doctor now. Is it is it that she can't go by doctor, or is he saying is she is he saying it's false advertisement because she's going by doctor when she's not a doctor of medicine? He's saying, or it, is he saying now that it sounds silly to say Madam Doctor First Lady or whatever? It's more about the first part of what you said than the second. He's saying first of all, um, it's it's. Everybody's a doctor these days is mm-hmm. basically what he says. It's like so it's like they're just handing the shit out to everybody. Okay. I I don't have a doctorate. You well, don't have I, a doctorate. I, I get his like, point. He's, the point was at you know, back in the day, it was a title reserved for scientists and people who had gone through and then it became these not, rich people. Not really, it, hold on. Like, he, said, he said then it became these rich people who wanted that accolade of doctor such and such. So they would pay these universities a shit ton of money and now they're honorary doctor. Like a lot of your CNN correspondents are, they have honorary doctorates from the. So he's downplaying her 100%. He's uh-huh. downplaying her achievement because hers is not honorary. She earned the actual. Yeah, it's not an honorary doctorate. And like 
all a doctorate means is the certain level of education. Like you, you have your bachelor's, your master's, and your doctorate. But having a doctorate does not necessarily mean you are a and, and, medical and, and he, MD he, he had doctor. A quote, he had a quote in the article, Epstein did. He uh-huh. said, the only people who should be called doctors are the people who are delivering babies. And I'm like, okay, so th- this guy does not know where to end. <laughs> okay, so... I, I I honestly don't even know which direction to attack that statement at because there's so many the, angles. You're you're saying that rocket scientists who have a doctorate and in engineering and science and physicists don't shouldn't be a doctor because they don't deliver babies. I, look, if we go by his logic, I I don't know. I don't. I wasn't in this motherfucker's mind. I don't know what he was intending. What about the surgeon who does surgery on your heart? They don't deliver babies. They're still a doctor. They don't deliver babies. I think a lot of what I get he, his point. He's being a generalist here and trying to be witty and funny and kind of say that you know you you have to be an MD to be a doctor, right? But this is where it's it's a misnomer. One thing. You have to have a doctorate to be a doctor. You don't have to be an MD to be a doctor. Does that make sense? I get you. I get you. Like. So he's missing context. He's he, he's taken something that has been common verbiage. Like it's been a common association, common usage in the, in the English language. And I'll have to think of a good comparison for this but um this is not necessarily a word but when we think of nurses we generally think of women right Mm -hmm. because historically females were the nurses and men were doctors men were the, the the surgical medical professionals and the women were nurses so this still happens a lot where when we see women in medicine, we assume she's a nurse and we assume the male is the doctor. Perception being a bitch. Yep. And now even like you have people who are offended or think it's sissy when a man is a nurse. And I, I do feel like there's a lot of sexism in this whole medical field because So this it's is more still... a reflection of a general cultural narrative. Yes. And and it's one of those things where you're taking um a, a common use of the word doctor which i get when we usually think of doctor we're, we're thinking in the context of how most of us don't engage with doctorates and physicists every day or your mom has a doctorate in My applied doctor, geophysics right yep um most people aren't engaging with her on a day-to-day basis on her field of expertise but we all go visit a doctor so is doctor a title or is doctor what we call somebody who has a certain level of expertise in a certain specific niche subject? It's a level of education. It's it's a, a level of expertise in a certain field. So you have a doctorate no in medicine, what, a doctorate okay. in education, a doctorate in da 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 So as a society, men like this... Don't understand what a fucking doctorate is. It's not the medical field is just one context it's the of most, doctor. It's the most commonly associated and the most commonly used when in reference that most people will come in contact. So it's just association. Okay, so doctor is really what we call somebody who's achieved a certain level of education and expertise in a yes. given field, not somebody who cuts me open and delivers babies. No. Okay. That an MD. The so, medical doctor. so here's a question: Do we do we 
afford Epstein the benefit of the doubt? No. Do <laughs> the fact that he's a journalist, the fact that he's writing an article and he's not checking his privilege to do a little research, to check his opinion, to, to think things through from a rational motherfucker. This is male privilege to the nth degree. White male privilege. Fuck yeah. I was, I don't even know. I didn't know he was white and I wasn't going to assume, but that, yeah. I checked. Okay. <laughs> the it last name Epstein. of white male privilege. <laughs> and and I get it, okay? Like if you were on a plane, the and and there's an emergency, the stewardess might get on the intercom and say uh our flight attendant, our stewardess is is actually you see, 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 even you fucked up yeah. there and you're a woman, but see, you, you don't get to get in trouble because you're a woman. Hey, if I, I corrected, like, there, there's slips of the tongue. I and could like, have said, made the same mistake and corrected myself and I would still be held accountable because I'm a man. No, I, I, I would forgive Epstein of a slip of the tongue. This is not a casual conversation where you use old verbiage because it's just ingrained in your mind. Okay, let men this use old verbiage in, in, in the workplace. You're being held accountable. Well, that's that's at a systemic problem overall where people are overreacting now because they're trying to overcorrect for a problem that has become um, taken for granted of people who are abusing the system and, and uh, using their power and privilege and the lack of accountability to get away with shit. Okay. And now things are swinging to an, uh, uh, an uncomfortable degree where if a man gives you a compliment, you can say, oh, okay. Sexual harassment. Workplace harassment. But that's that's a different discussion. Like, And don't get me wrong. I have been sexually harassed at work and I've been complimented. There is a difference. And the line can get very fuzzy at times. And some men so know how to play that line. And it's best to not even very, compliment. Very, it's best to not even... Just never, keep it professional. Keep it. Like never say shit about a team member or an employee's attire. There's literally uh, no point. Attire. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go up to my, my boss and say, oh... Oh, you're looking so attractive today. That why would I do that? Like it's not relevant. But for some reason, there's a double standard for women. Like you can look at them and comment about how their physique looks and their attractiveness. But again, we're getting off topic. So back to the Epstein. Yes, idiot. the the fucking point here. Oh gosh, I'm I. This really pisses me off. Um. Because again, like I think it's a general lack of understanding of what doctor means. And to go back to the analogy I was building, if I'm on a plane and a flight attendant comes on the air and says, Is there a doctor in the house? Like, is there a doctor in the plane? I understand that they're not asking, is there a doctorate in applied geophysics or is there a doctor in education? education? We understand context. The implied context is I need a medical professional. Someone's having an emergency and we need someone who has medical understanding and expertise here. So, yes, context. I get if that's if that's what he's saying, that when you when you put doctor in front of your name, people will assume that you're a medical professional. So again, we don't have clarity on to what his intent is. The assumptions here. Which which is why I'm saying, do we afford him no. the benefit of doubt? No. Well, well, listen to what you're saying. Don't afford him benefit of the no, doubt, even though we don't. No, he knew what he was writing. He knew how this would be He knew taken. how society would perceive yes, it. Yes, and like be. saying someone should 
basically sit down and shut up and not call themselves a doctor and when they've and earned that title. And if he didn't mean title. it this way, this is a guy who should be wise enough to, to know when you're writing an article like this, you might want to clarify your intent. Yeah, same. So if you're saying, Madame President, if you call yourself a doctor pre your name, the American public is so stupid that most of them will think that you're implying medical doctor. And again, even if they are, that's not her problem. Like, it's not her fault that people would hear doctor and assume she's a medical okay, professional. Okay, so hold on. It's not her fault that the, 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 the most general understanding people have of the term doctor, doctor is in the context of the medical professional. They wouldn't understand that doc, which 99% of people don't know that doctor is just the word we ascribe to somebody who has achieved a certain level of technical expertise education. in a certain field, education. Mm -hmm. My mom did eight years of schooling to be an applied geophysicist, and she's achieved a doctorate. She's a doctor in applied geophysics, a doctor in education, a doctor in biology, a doctor in physics. Like, doctor is just a word ascribed to somebody who's achieved a certain level of educational yeah. expertise. But most people don't know. They know and again, it I, I, I do think that medical doctors, MDs, go through a lot more for their doctorate than the average person who that's has context. a doctorate. That's like saying No, we, because they have to go through residency. They have to go through that all the training on site to learn how to cut into people. And, and the level of expertise and the risk that is online for someone who is becoming a medical professional is a lot more more extreme like your mom has a doctorate of geology like she's not going to hurt the rocks when she cuts them open <laughs> you don't know so that. again i'm a little less worried about the training and the expertise and and the strenuous precision at, that has to happen with that training with that education the the margin for error is a lot smaller for medical doctors. It's not human life. For, than for yeah, educational gotcha. doctors, for, for people who are just experts in their field. Okay. Like having a, a doctorate in poetry is not the same thing, I get it, as, as having a doctorate in medicine. But, but, the term and the level of, of respect and expertise and experience that a person has to go through to Still earn needs that to doctorate, be respected. it does. And if 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 she wants to go by doctor, she's earned that title. Her husband ran for president. Okay, Joe Biden ran for president. That's his achievement. Now, yes, she stood by him just like I'm sure he stood by her on her journey to become a doctor if they were together at that time. So I'm I'm not. Your your partner does have a contribution to your success because they support you through that. However, your journey is still yours and she earned that doctorate. He earned that presidency. One does not dispute the other. So like, she should get to decide what she wants to go by. What she wants to be called. If she doesn't want to be called Madam President, wants to be called Dr. Jill Biden. I respect that. that. Like, I respect her choice. Now, yes, it's going to be very confusing if she wants to go by Madam President Dr. Jill Biden. Okay, that's a lot of titles. That's that's a, that's a small dick syndrome <laughs> put on a woman. <laughs> hey, but I get it. Like, it's... I, but you get, again, we don't call Madam President Mrs. Jill. Do we do 
do that. I don't like, know I don't what know. all the fucking rules are. To, I like honestly. I I think this is again. It goes back to when you ask permission and ask what someone wants to be called. It is no skin off of our na- our noses to ask for clarification, ask for contacts, ask for permission. If someone wants their pronoun to be they, them, there, that is their decision. If they're she, he, whatever they want to be called, we should respect that. We should acknowledge that. And I'm not saying we won't slip up. Like I have people in my life that like to go by they, they, them. I'm not always perfect at doing it. But I try to be as respectful as possible and understanding and know that my intent is to love, care, and respect for them as much as possible. So let me ask you this. If if this were a man and the same article had been written about a man to drop the doctor in front of his name. It would, would we, not be written. We, we <laughs> it would not be written. It, it just wouldn't. And that's that's the fucking point. When women are in politics, they focus on what clothes they wear, uh, what their hobbies are. When men are in politics, it's what do they stand for? What do they believe in? The 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 subject matter and the topics that are discussed when it's a woman versus when it's a man are totally different. And I guarantee, if this was a, pre- a president who had a doctorate. No one would give a fuck on whether he wanted to be called Dr. President. Dr. Trump. <laughs> no one would give a fuck. No one would care. There definitely wouldn't be an article about it. It, it just wouldn't. So how... I think sometimes what are actual societal problems, like problems of the whole, we make problems of the one, Right. And so we're we're having a conversation about the one, but I think this is more a conversation about a reflection of a bigger cancer and decay in the whole of society, where as a cultural society, as, as, a, as a collective whole, this is how we've come to view women, their achievements, and Epstein is just the current manifestation of a much larger decay, a much larger societal decay. Yeah. I think that when we focus solely on the individual, it comes back to what I've always said, that the entire system is what needs to be held into account. And I, to, to, is the system is what we need to hold accountable and, and bring to justice. But it's not what human beings do, right? We don't okay. hold society as a whole accountable we dive directly into holding these individuals accountable, but then we wonder why these problems never get fixed. And I'm like, that that is the problem, is because as a society, we haven't had this, like, look yourself in the mirror and see that you are the decay. We are the decay. So I think society we, we has point tried the finger to do and that. Say, oh, you are misogynistic, you, Epstein, are the decaying society versus saying, no, we are the decay. He's just the right now in this moment in time manifestation manifestation of societal decay. 
So I think we've tried to do that with different movements, um, different stands, different uh, rallies and procedures where we've come out and said, hey, there's a problem. We're trying to acknowledge it. The problem is you have to get everyone on board and everyone agrees to acknowledge and at least on a majority standard. And there's just a lack of agreement, a lack of consistency and a lack of follow through. So we have a lot of people now who are very good at saying the right words, who are very good at publicly agreeing and acknowledging, and then you see their actions and then the underlying tone and nothing changes. You see this with sexism, with racism. People say what is needed to be said, but nothing really changes. You see this with the Me Too movement where People were coming out in droves in support. I mean, this was a huge movement. And it was very clear what women were saying were like, we are being taken advantage of. We are being abused and, and neglected and harassed and traumatized. And and the resounding answer was either A, you're overreacting, or or B, this is a problem, but it, it just makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to talk about it. So can I respond to that? Mm-hmm. Because this is something, and I'll be vulnerable here, but this is something you and I have worked on a lot. Yeah. You working on it with me because Me Too comes out. And I am one of those men who, while I understand it, I don't consider myself a, uh, a misogynist. I, I don't, like, I'm not anti-women i'm not you know i'm not i don't engage in in behaviors that are detrimental to the progress yeah, you're not of women. intentionally sexist right i'm not keyword i am not intentionally sexist yeah which means mm-hmm. which means that i miss the ways that i am unintentionally, unintentionally sexist. sexist because i truly am not intentionally sexist so there have been times where i will so what you had to do was point out to me and this is this is the work. Yeah. This is the learning. This is the coaching where rather than trying to convince me mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no, man, oh, you're sex. Oh, man. Like what you did was over a period of call it a month, two or three, point out those moments where I did something or said something that was unintentionally sexist. And you call it out and said, Deji, you see that right there is sexist but i but you didn't even realize it because you're not you're not an intentional sexist you didn't mean it like that yeah right but the other person perception's a bitch this is how they took it yeah and these were the series of haha moments that i had that led me to my you know full paradigm shift this this is why i'm saying that mm-hmm. i'm saying that because i'm saying too often in society the people who are required to cause the tipping point for societal shift are these people who are unintentionally racist. They're not intentionally racist, but we jump into, which is what the mistake, one of the mistakes of any movement, but in this case, Black Lives Matter, jump into one into, oh, but racism, let me show you how. It's like, how about we use it as a coaching learning moment for our white brethren over a 30, 60, 90 day timeline and 
maybe maybe one black person own one white person as so a friend you, and show them the moments where they do something that's unintentionally racist and say you weren't intending it but this is how it could be perceived and maybe that's where the cultural shift begins you do have, i mean that's a great point and it's a great idea the problem is both people have to be open to knowing it's a safe space, no one's being attacked, and understanding that this is a conversation I, for the but, betterment of both. So I because was, oh, hold on, okay, uh, I would say I I agree with you, and I I know that I have been unintentionally racist at times where I've said stuff or done You've been things unintentionally anti man, and you didn't even know that you are, and even I've had to point out moments to you like, hey, babe, I that hurt. I wouldn't say it that way. Right. And it's it's hard to hear the same way it was hard for me to hear when you would point out those moments where I was b- being unintentionally misogynistic. The, the point is, you can be you can be biased or prejudiced and assumptive about any group of people when you generalize, when you make generalized statements or when you treat different groups of people, be it male, female, gay, straight black, white, you can treat people differently when you lump them into groups and you just automatically make unconscious decisions. Perception sucks. Um, So I I like that show Grey's Anatomy. And I know it's cheesy and it's stupid drama and it's silly, but I enjoy it sometimes. And I was watching one of the episodes on the new season and... um, one of the characters, Owen, had an Asian patient that came in, and I, I, get, I forget the exact disease, but apparently most of the time when people came into the OR with certain symptoms, it was, I think it was pancreatitis or something, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, not a medical doctor, or a doctor of any kind, um, but anyways... He he thought it was one thing, prescribed the general thing that it usually would be nine out of ten times without taking into account that this person was Asian. And because he was Asian, there was a much higher chance that it was something else, this this other one thing. And instead, it was been a very easy thing to go screen for, but he didn't because he was giving him equal treatment, prescribing what generally would be true the problem is he wasn't by not being racist by not accounting for his race he actually did him a disservice because he wasn't accounting for what would be most likely for this patient he was taking into account what would be most likely for most of his patients and most of his patients would be white he was unintentionally racist by not being racist. By not taking into account race. By by not factoring it in. By being quote unquote you, colorblind. And here's my here's my problem. These issues are so complex that that we cannot hold individual people accountable for these misses. The, the they, bigger they problem are too, they are too complex. The bigger problem in that situation is his now Asian team members who saw that he had a gap either in his intent or his understanding of the medicine didn't know how to approach him to say, "Hey, you made a bad call here and this guy is suffering now for it. Obviously, you're not a racist. You don't hate this man. You didn't mean him ill intent. 
But because you didn't factor in his race, you made a bad call and you need to not do this again. You need to be aware. So they eventually had the conversation. But but the problem is it needs to be a safe space to have that because we're not all aware. This stuff is complex. It is nuanced. Intent does matter. Like I, I've been around people that I, I know are not racist and I've heard them say things and I'm like, ooh, that could sound racist to the wrong person. I've, I've like I said, been around you where you've said things and I'm like, ooh, that sounds sexist or that sounds like you're blaming the victim when you're talking about sex and, and rape and if I didn't know you, know your intent, know the the nuances, and we're, we were able to have a safe conversation, it'd be very, 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 very easy to go down that rabbit hole of blame and anger and putting our walls up, and no one gets anywhere with that. True, true. So it, Sorry, for, I just went on a rant. No, no, no. It, the, I, I, these are very complex issues, and... One of my big frustrations is too often, and and I think this is one of the biggest failures of humanity, is, is, and I'm not saying we don't hold people accountable, but I think a lot of times we miss what accountability truly means. I'll give an example of holding the system accountable and not the individual. I think I know where you're going. And, And I'm not saying individuals don't have blame or don't have a part to play. But this is this is a sum of the part is a sum of the whole or the whole is a sum of its parts. Right. Yep. So I worked in sales and in sales, when you give team members, you know, quotas or you have to make X amount of calls, you have to get X amount of X, Y, Z. What we've done is we've created a system where team members to achieve the result because to not achieve it is to get fired or be, you know, put on performance improvement plans. They engage in certain behaviors that is a function of 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 what we've set in play. It's a function of the system itself. So I found it very hard to hold team members accountable to certain behaviors when those behaviors were quote unquote bad, because I'm like, it's not completely their fault. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it was inevitable. It w- it's, it's an output. It's A plus B equals C. You are going to get this behavior in from this system. And if you don't want this behavior, then it's the system that we need to get rid of. It's the system that needs to be held accountable. Right. Because you can hold individual players accountable. But as long as the system is here, guess what? You're always going to have you're always going to have this turnaround of people who have ethics issues. (laughs) So I feel like this is building on our last uh, podcast episode where we talked about the disposable work economy. And this is the point of what I was saying there where it's a problem with the system. And you didn't agree with me then, but you just made the point now. So I'm just going to no, I, I, uh, <laughs> just say you proved me right right this is there. Not, correlation does not equal causation, baby. <laughs> it's, it's two system. separate you things. You already said it. But no, I, that's not where I thought you were going to go with the point. So I'll, um, I'll tell you where you where thought I, I thought going? you were going. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to talk about the South African apartheid and how they uh, dealt with a lot of the systemic racism that they had had in, in their country there where 
they really addressed, and I'm, I'm sure it's not a perfect system. I'm sure there's still problems there and underlying issues, but I think by and large, they handled it much more um, they handled it better than manner. America handled its own racial for in, sure, right? Because we dragged it on. Uh, people, white people, did not want to take, um, did did not want to pay or take responsibility for their part in the slavery issues, the racism issues, the segregation, just the general hate and the the lack of opportunity for people of color. The continued just racism and and mistreatment of people of color there there was such such a lack of responsibility and awareness and south africa really came in and they paid their dues um i'm not saying they did enough i don't know all the details of everything um, and i don't know that you could ever do enough so so the end of apartheid should have been a bloodbath in south africa by any measure but what smart motherfuckers like desmond tutu did was come together and say, look, while we black folks are pissed, mm -hmm. what we're pissed is at, this, or who we're pissed at is the system, not the white man who benefited or was just a beneficiary of the system. It's the equivalent of the small little rabbit in the jungle who gets eaten by the lion saying, I'm not mad at the lion. Mm -hmm. He's just a benef an, an unintended beneficiary of a system, the jungle, the laws of the jungle that allow him to eat me. But I am mad at him. I'm mad at the system itself. The fact that he wasn't born a predator. The, the fact that, yeah, the fact that. <laughs> so if we going to end this shit, I'm not worried. The line is just an output. Like, how do I talk to the motherfucker who put this jungle together and say, can we rewrite God, these laws? Right? <laughs> we need to, how, how can we need I talk to, to God and say, okay, like, man, this some fucked up here. Like, this don't seem fair to me. And that's what Desmond Tutu said. It's like, look, we this is a well, systemic. Well, he didn't say the jungle part, but yeah. This is a systemic issue. And we can't be holding individual people accountable thinking that we're actually going to solve this shit. So, so we do that. You gotta, you gotta focus on the macro level and not the micro. So this is how um, we do that. We divide mm -hmm. people into two groups: the intended, like people who are trying to be racist, yeah, and the unintended racist. There's two yeah. parts. The first group, we already know how to deal with those motherfuckers. The like Donald group, Trump, the good old boys, the KKK, those people intentionally racist. We know how to yeah. handle that. Uh, the the person who makes a slightly uh, kind of borderline comment your nice somewhere. grandpa who you love and is not racist but just grew up in rural arkansas and don't know any better unintendedly racist how do we reach those people yeah. and it's through pointing out situations where they say something without trying to demonize or victimize them or well, victimize not the right demonize trying them. not to make them feel like don't, complete pieces of don't shit don't make them feel like pieces of shit then, and then yeah, they and double they, down and just say hey grandpa you know I, you ain't racist but what you say right there you know that could be and you do that over a period of time and that's but those people also have to be open-minded enough to have that conversation with. And this is the problem because I have family members who are in that boat and I know there's nothing I could, they themselves would not say that they are intentionally bigoted or racist or just general assholes, right? But 
they're also not open to having a conversation on the nuances of it. And I think that's where that intent, that that coming to the table ready to converse and say, I understand there might be something flawed with my outlook. I don't know how to fix it because I've been in that, that boat where I understood the way I grew up and what I had been taught was wrong. And like, again, going back to um, the person in my life who, who goes by them, there, there, uh, I, I had a conversation with them saying like, look, I'm not clear on the rules or how to go about this. with them this. about them. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, and I had that conversation, like my intent is to be respectful. My intent is to, to use the right language, to, um, to come at this the right way. I don't know all the right rules. I don't know the right, I don't know if I might say something that comes across disrespectful or I might slip and, you know, use the wrong pronoun. So let's have a conversation about intent here. Let's understand that if I do slip up, I am open to you correcting me and having a conversation and learning from my mistakes. And that makes a world of difference because I'm not I'm not saying I have the answers. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. And now that I've given them permission to correct me. And I would do that for anyone on in like if I had um like you you know this about about our relationship if i said something that was unintentionally racist you know you can call me out on that shit like hey but Sarah. but unfortunately we the ones trying to do the convincing are the ones who have been burdened with the benefit of doubt right so most people you run into won't be as open to change because they don't see a problem. They're, they're unintentionally. Not they're that's not my point. Self-aware. So you have to you have to lead the horse to water. So here. again, maybe this have, is where you're right. Maybe I need to give Epstein the benefit you, of the doubt. There you maybe go. He's, it took it just you know? took forty minutes to get you to this point. <laughs> Which I don't think he is. I think I, he falls I get into you, the I get bucket you. of I'm, intentionally I, 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 being misogynistic. The, because I think when you're writing an article like that there is so much intent that goes into writing that article. It's, it's a, a lot statement. of words, man. Yeah, as a so, statement. Yeah, sometimes we have to lead people to the water. We have to lead them to the awareness. What I'm speaking to is the how do we do that? And it's it's just pointing out certain behaviors and certain comments and interactions over over a period of time. I'll also be vulnerable here. I would have been that person who was not open to seeing how I was misogynistic because I fundamentally did not think that I was or yeah. I was incapable of ever saying anything that could even come off as being that. And I didn't even understand my own privilege as a man. Like, I take for granted what it's like to pee standing up. Yeah. <laughs> and I have peed that way my whole life that I have zero context to the fact that I may be out in the woods with my wife and she need to pee. And I have zero context to how that would be a burden for her to squat down and pee in the fucking woods. Where you can just whip the dick out Where and I can go. just pull mine out and pee. <laughs> right. So I don't understand how my unawareness to your struggle Mm -hmm. Puts me in a position where I might say something that could come off as misogynistic, mm -hmm. right? And I am not open to the feedback because I fundamentally cannot see life through your perspective. Oh, and yeah. that is where most people are. And it doesn't mean that they're evil. It's just your reality is just so far from their yeah. known reality. The shit don't even compute. It don't compute. Yep. I mean, I remember when the Me Too movement started and... You were very defensive of a lot of the men 
and it was it was not defending their actions but you were but, but you also were saying worried, you were viewing it from a man's perspective i was i was worried about in, the men who were unintended like casualties casualties and, of the and of, movement. of misinterpretation or yep. misinterpreted actions because you understood how easy it would be to to end up on the wrong side of one of those accusations to end up on the wrong side of a workplace romance gone wrong where you asked someone out they they took it the wrong way and now you're up for you know now now your entire career is it is ruined and yes there are people there are, there are women who took this to an extreme and don't, don't 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 forget in society once a man gets labeled a sexual predator in any context once anyone gets labeled in a certain light women have been dealing with that's the whole scarlet letter has been around long i mean that was the whole se- fucking se- point sexual predator is is a label you don't you don't you don't survive and you don't come back from that shit okay so i don't have i don't have a lot of sympathy though cuz and this is the point of this conversation right because women have been labeled with that scarlet letter of slut where the man got away scot-free i get you i get you and so it's this is not a new problem anyone who gets labeled in a society and branded a certain thing unfairly so here's here's contextually what we're telling white men we're telling white men that because you've enjoyed a head start for 400 years, take uh, for a, back a lot s- longer than that. A lot. Okay, let's call it 400 years since the beginning of time. That you need to take a back seat for about another 400 to a thousand years so we can let the brown people catch up. So now, by by virtue of being born in this era, so this if is you're where- a white man, you fuck now. Do you really want to sit on the sidelines because it's owed? You understand it technically. No, this is where I said earlier the pendulum swings too far. And people start to overreact, overcorrect. And like you said, this is where you have to find what we're trying to say is instead of overcorrecting, we have to find a way to find that middle balance because not every man is is a demon. Not every man is a sexual predator. Not every time even at a workplace when someone compliments you or asks you out on a date, is it sexual harassment? However, there has been like like with systemic racism it has been going on for so long that it can be hard when you have been abused and shitted on for so long and just because somebody does nuances. something someone does just because someone does something evil doesn't mean they're an evil person right like sometimes it's hard to separate the deed from the individual we found that out on that lovecraft show we were watching where the guy had done something super evil just five minutes. Remember this? It was the I think it was the last episode. Mm-hmm. You don't remember? Which, if you don't remember, I'll move off the point. But I'm I'm trying to think of which point you're talking like, okay. about. Okay, it was a point where he had done something, and then I I I paused. I said, "Babe, that was a powerful moment because five minutes later, you look at the individual and like we know him. He's not an evil person, but the the actions he did by any definition would call that bad and evil." Do you remember this? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Move. We'll move. Move. We'll move off it. There was so many good points in that show. That was a very underrated show. If y'all haven't seen Lovecraft Country, um, highly recommend it. Like, f- uh, fiction, it's, fantasy, it's fiction, fiction, sci-fi, demons. kind of uh, pulp fiction. Yeah. Uh, very good. But they they sprinkle in a lot of um, black history and the. the whole history that america has gone through with um 
systemic racism. So it's Good really show. powerful Good show. show. Yeah. Lots of philosophy in there too, which we always really okay. like when they sprinkle in philosophy. So let's round this back up to this whole Jill Biden thing. Well, again, like you said, I, I think um, from my perspective, it seemed like Epstein was being misogynistic. Intentionally. Intentionally misogynistic. I hope could, that's not was. the case. Um, if he if he was a, coming from the perspective of like, hey, um, I really don't know what to call her because now it's doctor, now it's madam president. Which one is it? What do we call her? If it's a more of a question of what her preference is or what we what the procedure would be, I think that's a relevant question to ask. Hey, Jill, what do you prefer, madam president, madam president, doctor? Doctor, Madam, Madam President. President, Jill. Do you just want to go by Jill? I don't know. I don't fucking care. What I think is a problem is when a man decides he thinks he has the right to tell a woman or any other person. When one person thinks that they have the right to tell another person what they should go by, when they have earned the titles and the respect that they worked for, that I have a problem with. At the end of the day, I think if this is intentional on Epstein's part, he is, again, just the output of, of, of a societal problem. He is he's, he's, a, he's a part that's a, how do I say it? The part is a sum of the whole, or the whole is a sum of its parts. Have, yeah. I think, I think, again, I mentioned this earlier, but I'll hit on it again. Everyone perceives themselves differently. And everyone has a right to their own perception of themselves. And I think as a culture, as human beings, we should be respectful of that perception of themselves and and just simply ask, get context, be respectful. And if you ask questions respectfully, most people are more than happy to give you the tolerance, to give you the education and understanding to, to grow and to become comfortable with their perception of themselves. And if we all did that, I think our culture would grow with a lot more love and understanding and just general empathy for each other. If you like what you heard, give us a five-star rating or review on whatever <laughs> platform you get your podcasts from. Show some empathy. Let them rate whatever they want. And what do y'all really think about this Epstein situation and him telling Jill Biden to drop the doctor? We You're think telling it's some, them to rate us five stars. You're being bossy too. <laughs> we think it's some bullshit. But either way, let us know. Podcast at gmail.com. Talk to us, motherfuckers. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time.